Me with the Lisbon head football coach, Chris Cates. Coach, when I talked to you last week, uh, you know, amongst all the lousy weather, uh, you said you felt, even though uh, Winthrop Monmouth was a heck of a team, you felt your kids measured up pretty well to them. Well, you know, I think we had some good athletes over the field, across the field, and you know, uh, obviously Winthrop has the same thing. You know, they're they're a very good team, and but you know, I thought we were able to come out and do some things well against them, and uh, you know, we saw what they were doing to us the first time we played them, and you know, made a conscious decision that we were going to stop that anyways, and uh, you know, we were able to play pretty well throughout the course of the game, and you know, happy with the way the kids responded. Do you think? Because uh, I know a couple times between. Most of the divisions now, you, you play them in the regular season, and then if you make it to the playoffs, a lot of times you're matched up in the playoffs. Does that help, you think? Uh, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it necessarily helps, but, uh, you know, it's tough to beat a team more than once in one season. And, you know, we've seen that the last two years. I mean, you know, we've uh, gone 7-1 in the regular season two years in a row and then lost in the first round. It's, uh, it's never easy to beat somebody twice. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's a testament to our kids, you know, you know not getting too down when uh, – you know, when we lost some games and, you know, keep fighting back the rest of the season and, uh, you know, uh, you know, proud of the way they responded. Yeah, you never know when you start the season, you know, you think you got a pretty good team or whatever, and then you got a couple injuries. And, you know, like I've talked to Mike Hathaway this morning, you know, they've gone through a ton. The good news is they had enough depth that they were able to overcome that. How has that been for you this year, injury-wise? We've been reasonably healthy for the most part this year. You know, we had had a couple uh, kids here and there. Uh, you know, we lost one of our starting safeties in seven-on-seven to a torn ACL, so that that hurt us. And you know, part of our issues early in the season was stopping the pass. And um, you know, and part of that was because we lost we lost a senior, one of our leaders back there, and uh, we had to move some kids around. And you know, it's uh, it took a little bit of time, but we were able to kind of work through some of those issues. And uh, you know, and we graduated a lot of leadership from last year's team too. So it's uh, it's a matter or finding, uh, you know, finding kids that can kind of step in those leadership roles and, you know, really embrace being the, the guy that everybody looks to. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it took a little bit of time, but some of these seniors are now settling into that role. Great. Now, you've had a chance now, I'm sure, either on film or in person to see Bucksport. Uh, when I talked to Stason, uh, just that at Oak Hill, he said they're really big and very physical. Yeah, they, they grow them a little differently up uh, some of these northern Maine teams. Uh, uh, but they, uh, yeah, they get some real big physical kids, uh, you, know, you know, strong kids. And, um, you know, they have pretty good technique up, up front in the line. And, you know, their backs are young, but they run hard. And, uh, you know, they've done some really good things in the power run game. And But, uh, you know, and that's what gets the most attention for most of the papers for them. But they, they have some good athletes on the outside, too. And they, uh, you know, they can challenge you with speed and power. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, challenging matchup for us. Yeah, and they've had the same kind of tradition that you have. You know, they uh, I don't think they've gotten noticed as much because they're kind of out of the way and uh, but it's a mill town and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities I think with uh, the kind of kids they probably get. Right. Well I went to Maine Maritime so you know I've seen I you know, we used to watch a couple games up there when we had a chance and uh, you know, if it wasn't a conflicting schedule with uh, with my college games, and so they you know they run a good program up there, and uh, you know they good fan base, and it's uh, you know it's definitely going to be a tough game for us to to win, and you know hopefully we can uh, show up and play well, and you know have a favorable result. Now you have the middle game on Saturday at Fitzpatrick. Uh, no, have you guys, if you had the meeting with the officials and all that, and gone down to see the facility and yeah, we we had that on Monday. Yeah, uh, you know, just kind of working through the game times. I mean, but it was, you know, it was pretty straightforward uh, for most people there. I mean, most of the other, most of the other coaches there have been there a thousand times, so it's, uh, you know, I think I was the only first time one in the room. So I don't know if you saw Calliope's article in the Lewis yeah. and paper, but you know, I I think he's he's right. You know, you look at the programs and and I'm not disparaging anybody, but. 
you know, the, the, those eight teams that are there are quality coaches. Uh, I think that you you can't take a not a very good coach and take a talented team and go anywhere. They're going to be okay, you know. I think a, a really good coach can take a so-so team and maybe get them in the playoffs and if they've got enough talent, get where you are Saturday. Right. Well, I mean, I won't comment on any of that, but I think the biggest thing I took out of that article was just the consistency, right? Having, having uh, you know, having some longevity with some of these coaching staffs, and you know, you look at the, you look at the teams that are traditionally successful, and it's, you know, they're not turning over their coaching staff, uh, you know, every three or four years, and you know, it's, you know, I'm convinced that it takes a few years to, to get to ingrain your culture in, in, into a team, and. Um, you know, some of these coaches did it. You know, did it pretty fast. I mean, you, know, you look at uh, Rotsko and Marshall. I mean, it was what, one one year, and they were competitive after. But being, they've always been good. Right. When but, I was at Noble, they yeah. they beat everybody right. in that Southern York League. Well, you know, obviously years ago that was the case. But uh, you know, when he took over, I mean, I think a one-win team. Yeah. You know, for two or three years before that, and you know, got them back to you know respectability and you know dominance there pretty quick. And but you know, you know, even some of the teams that we play against, you know. You know, uh, you know, Oak Hill and Winthrop. I mean, you know, consistent coaching staffs, and they're, you know, they're, you know, they're solid teams every year. And um, you know, you know, it's uh, it's fun to coach against them. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think some communities have a hard time. You know, if they have, uh, um, they let the parents kind of dictate. You know, if, if their kid's not playing, they're gonna they, they run some good coaches out of some of these programs. And it's, uh, um, you know, I think the results speak for themselves at, at the at the successful schools. Sure. Yeah. Well, coach, good luck. I appreciate you taking the time out of your work day to. To meet with me and uh, good luck on Saturday. I've got the call, so I'll be there. All right, appreciate the it. Game. Be great. Right. Thanks a lot. Hey, good luck. Thank you. I'm here with Levitt head football coach Mike Hathaway. Coach, I was here uh, the last two weeks and uh, boy, two great performances. I was expecting the way that York had improved all year long for that game to be much closer. Uh, were you surprised? Uh, you know, I, I told one of the newspaper reporters after the game, nothing really surprises me in terms of our kids. Um, <laughs> you know, they were definitely ready to play. Uh, they were well prepared by the staff. Um, you know, I thought York came in and, you know, I mean, they, they took a 7-6 lead early and, uh, you know, they certainly came to play. Um, but I, I thought we were just, uh, uh, you know, we, we were just kind of clicking on all cylinders. So it was a pretty good all-around effort. I think that the thing that has separated you from the other teams that I've watched this year, and I've seen a lot of a lot of teams, especially A and A, um, is you can be held for not a lot of yardage for a series or so, and then all of a sudden somebody breaks away. And when they break away, look out. You, you've got great speed, and they've got a hunger to get to the end zone. There isn't any question. Yeah, you know, uh, you know Damian Deshaun obviously both ran the ball real well that night. Um, you know, and they're, they're big play guys. If you, you know, if you miss them at the second level and let them get into your secondary, uh, those are guys that can run away from guys. They can make guys miss. They can kind of cut it back across the green. And, you know, Damien on the first drive opened with a big run on, on jet sweep. Uh, and then we hit an inside zone with Deshaun uh, right after Damien's pick. Um, you know, when those guys get out in the open, they're tough. And, uh, you know, we certainly have that same potential with the pass game with, with Cam and Cole. Uh, and Keegan, you know, down the field, Mark Herman's a guy who can, you know, he can catch him and he can run him. Um, you know, and I thought Eddie Kern did a nice job in the second half when we had to ice the lead uh, to, to have him back healthy and have him be able to come in and, and really pound the ball between the tackles. But he's another guy, if he gets to the second, third level of your defense, uh, he's, a, he's a tough guy to bring down. He's got pretty good vision, too. Well, it's funny because I've watched the scores and read the, the descriptions and whatever. 
all of a sudden, when Kern's carrying the ball, I'm thinking, <laughs> who, who is this guy? Yeah. I, I don't remember him. You know? No, uh, Eddie didn't play a single regular season game. He uh, had a stress fracture. Oh. Uh, so we, we found out right before the Oak Hill exhibition game, and uh, he literally has been out the entire season. And we got him back healthy the week of the, the first round against Lake Region. And, um, you know, he was a guy we, we had planned on giving the ball to quite a bit this year. So to have him back with fresh legs at the end of the year year is a, is a good boost. Now, uh, I've watched the MCI scores. Uh, now, you didn't play them this year. The no. crossover was no. Herman, right? Yep. He played, yeah. yeah, we played them last year. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yep. What, what should we expect from them? I, I mean, I've seen them when they played, uh, I think we did two of their championship uh, game appearances. Yep. Uh, one of the games against uh, Oak Hill was the yep. day that they got all the cramps. They had, everybody had cramps on their team. Uh, you know, and I, this is the first time I realized, I hadn't thought about it much, that you can get cramps in the cold. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you still got to be hydrated. Yeah, Deshaun uh, cramped up at the end of the uh, the York game last week. So, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes kids forget when it gets colder, they still have to eat right and hydrate and do some of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, MCI, uh, you know, typical Coach Bertrand, they're playing their best ball at the end of the year uh, like they always do. Um, they probably – you know, without question, played their best game of the year against Winslow uh, last week in, in the uh, Northern Maine final. Uh, they, they moved one of their big linemen, uh, Isaac Buzzell, uh, back to fullback. Um, but, but they're kind of spreading you out and, and trying to run him up inside. Uh, Ryan Friend, the quarterback, is an is experienced kid who's played in a lot of big games. He's a good runner, uh, very capable thrower as well. Um, you know, so they have a nice kind of one-two punch back there. And uh, and, you know, Dominic Wilson and, and Will, Ru Will Russell, pretty good receivers on the outside. Uh, big offensive line uh, and defensive line. Um, you know, Harrison Seitz is, is back healthy for them. He, I think he'd been nursing a hamstring for a couple of weeks, which has kind of allowed them to put Buzzle in the backfield. And, uh, you know, Seitz is tough. He's, you know, defensive end. Uh, Winslow had a hard time running the ball to his side. And, um, you know, he, he's certainly uh, uh, pretty good at the point of attack when MCI is running the football, too, so... So they'll be a formidable opponent. You, I mean, I, I felt in the games that I've watched, teams have not been able to, to handle your upfront people, both offensively and defensively. Your line is, even though they're fairly young, right? They they've done a tremendous job. Yeah, they really have. You know, Coach Barkley's done a great job with those guys this year. Um, you know, getting them ready and, uh, you know, the amount of different stuff that we've seen over the course of the year in terms of fronts and blitzes and uh, different things like that. Those guys pick that stuff up pretty well. Uh, it's a pretty physical group. Um, you know, they did a nice job, you know, obviously last week against York, but you're right, it's really been all year. They, they've been right there. Uh, you know, MCI's probably a little bigger than us, um, you know, but, uh, we'll, you know, we'll rely on our technique and, and our ability to communicate and, um, you know, make sure we get hats on hats and, and try to get our guys in space. It should be a great game. Uh, I don't know what the weather Maybe sounds like maybe a little bit of rain. Yeah, but, uh, when I looked this morning, they were backing off the rain a little bit, but it's supposed good. to be a little bit windy, so we'll yeah. see. You never know in Orono. Yeah, <laughs> and none of those things bother your team. You know, you've, no. you've experienced those things. Now, MCI's been here lately. Yep. And I believe, I know, because we did the game when they played uh, Oak Hill there. So they've they've been lately to the scenario or whatever it is at yeah. Orono. I think they played uh, Oak Hill in 2015, and I think they played Cape there in, uh, I think, yeah, they won against ago, right? Cape. That's yep. right. I did that game too. The anyway, um, since the last time that you were there, as the as the routine changed as far as locker rooms. I know you you said you're in the same locker. Yeah, room. we're in the same. We're the visiting team again, so we're in the same locker room we were last time. It's actually the old 
the old main locker room, probably from when you were there. Sure. Um, Ooh, that's really old. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's right there uh, in, in with, by the field house, and, you know, we've got access to uh, once we change to go down in the field house, and they have a little area set up for us there. And, uh, of course, it's a pretty short trip to the field. Uh, from there, you're, you're right on the visitor sideline. And, uh, yeah, everything's, uh, you know, pretty much the same. You know, gracious hosts. Um, you know, they, they took us on the tour yesterday, and uh, we're very accommodating. You know, we asked for, a, you know, a couple of whiteboards for our, our meeting room, and uh, they're going to put some heaters on the sideline for us and things oh, like that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, they, they do a nice job hosting up there. Now, do they do a little bit longer halftime because you have a ways to walk from the, from the field? Yeah, it's, it's a 20-minute 20-minute uh, half. So, Now, have you faced that before at a homecoming? Uh, yeah, our homecoming is usually a 20-minute half, and then we have another, when we have our uh, flag football day, that's usually a 20-minute half as well. So uh, it's a little bit longer, but, uh, a little you know. A bit of an adjustment. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I think as long as you know it's coming. I, right. I didn't like it when they said, oh, by the way, <laughs> right. it's going to be five more minutes. Like, what? Right. You know, you've already geared up and yep. and whatever. Um it seems to me like the last two weeks that we were here, it was cold both times. Yep. I mean, I think really cold for the time of year. Yep. Uh, especially two weeks ago when you played Freeport. And I didn't feel uh, that it bothered you guys at all. I didn't notice any, you know, guys blowing on their hands. And I didn't see any anything that would say, I'm cold and I could fumble. Right. Um, you know, we... You know, I mean, we, we've got some hand warmers and things like that that, you know, the boosters pick up and we pass out, so guys have a little bit of access to those. Um, you know, but, I mean, we practice in that stuff. Um, you know, really, unless it's pouring rain outside, uh, we're, we're outside. And, you know, last week I saw a lot of teams indoors on, you know, turf facilities under domes and things like that. And, uh, you know, we chose to practice outside on, on regular turf. And, um, you know, we, we battled some wind and some snow and uh, some drizzle and, you know, <laughs> some cold and things like that, and, and we told the kids to get used to it because that's, you know, that's what it's going to be the rest of the year. So, um, you know, and our kids are pretty mentally tough. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty resilient kids, and, and they're not going to let something like that bother them in, in that type of situation. Yesterday was our uh, monthly Skowhegan guys. Uh, we go to see usually a movie where everybody gets killed. Yep. <laughs> the one your wife doesn't want to go right. to, that kind of and, uh, and then we go out to eat. Uh, usually we'd go to Narrow Gauge in Farmington, then we go to the Homestead. I still yep. talk for both those places. But anyway, they're all football guys, uh, sports guys. One of them actually uh, is the, Steve is the baseball coach at Lawrence. Oh, yep. So anyway, we were talking about playoffs and yep. how cold it's been. And I gave him my spiel about it's too late. You know, we, we've been lucky that we haven't run into this with right. snow staying on the ground. You know, a lot of times you have a flash snowstorm first of November, and then it's gone. And it's gone. Days. So, uh, and, you know, the ground's hard. Uh, it leads to stuff that we don't want to talk about. Right. Uh, so I talked to them about, you know, I think we need to start to push a little bit for cutting down the beginning of the season, you know, move it move it into <coughs> August a little sooner. Yep. Um, i got to be honest with you. You're a basketball guy. You get yep. plenty of chances to play games all summer. Yep. And the fact that it would go a week earlier in August, come on, you know. So we, we, move, the, we move the hands-off period back a little bit and, um, and then give some time in between. You know, I understand that with the start of basketball next week or winter sports, right. uh, that those eight teams that are in the state game, their kids are going to be behind a week. Yep. But, um, well, not a week, but you know what I mean. Yep. They need some time. Yep. And uh, if everybody had been done last week, 
and it gives everybody a chance. Right. And I don't care, even the teams that lost last week or maybe even the week at the end of the season, it doesn't hurt them at all to have some time to nope. get their bodies in shape, uh, especially from a sport like football. Because I don't care who you are, you're dinged up a little bit. Yep. It's cumulative. You know, you're a little sore. This has been bothering me. I need some time to get in the pool or do some some band work, some some lifting, something. To yeah. I mean, we body you know we've had varsity basketball practice this week too, um, because this is one of the years. Kind of every four years, you get this overlap. Um, you know, when we start a little bit later. Uh, with school, it, it kind of works out this way. So, we, I mean, we've had one varsity basketball player pretty much at, at basketball practice because most of those guys are on the football team. So, Wait, you already um, started? Yeah, it's, it already started this week. So every four oh, okay. years there's, a, yeah, there's an overlap. That's right. That's right. Um, so, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, next week on Monday, I'm not sure how many of our guys that are playing on, on Friday are going to be, you know, super ready to start basketball either. So, um, you know, you're probably looking at those guys – you know, really just getting in a, a practice or two and then one exhibition game with Oxford Hills and maybe another practice or two and, and then playing the regular season. So uh, not much of an opportunity for those guys to get ready for their winter sport for sure. Um, you know, definitely a disadvantage uh, to these teams who are playing this weekend. Uh, whether there's the overlap or not, I, I think it's always a disadvantage. Uh, sure. But certainly when there's the overlap. and um, You know, we, we gave our kids an extra week this summer, uh, both basketball and football, yes. uh, during the hands-off period and, and just thought, you know, three weeks off to get ready for, you know, what we knew was going to be a, a pretty long season, a pretty long grind would, would be helpful. Um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't push things back a, a week with that hands-off period, make it last week of July, first week of August, and then, um, you know, allow the, the fall sports to start up a week earlier. And, uh, you know, some of these soccer games and, uh, you know, championship games and then these football playoff games might, might at least uh, see a little bit better things with the weather. Yeah, we went to, uh, Mike Walker and I went to the Skowhegan State Championship field hockey game. Yep. And, we, you know, that, that group were all really close to the coaches and whatever. And the Skowhegan girls had sleeveless shirts. <laughs> I had about nine layers on. Right. And I still was chilly. Uh, it, you know, wow, you know. Now, I will have to say, uh, my daughter played field hockey and ice hockey at Conn College. And when her field hockey playoffs were over, uh, the coach said, "You know, we're we're starting, but you know, you can you can right. take as many days you want." You yep. know, I, and Aaron said, "You know, I'm not all banged up. I I'll be there. I'll, I'll I want to get on my skates and whatever." And so I asked her on Wednesday of that week, and she said, "No, I practice full on Tuesday." She said, "I, you know, my body's okay and right. and whatever." So she didn't feel at that time. But I, again, I do think it's different when it's football. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I mean, those guys that we have, Cole and Wyatt and, uh, you know, Keegan and, and, you know, Trevor Bossy and some of those guys that, uh, you know, are going to play a lot this weekend, uh, you know, I'm sure they also, they're competitive guys. They're going to want to get right in the gym when, <laughs> when things start. But we'll, uh, we'll try to go a little bit easy on them to, to start. And they certainly won't play as much in the exhibition games. And, uh, you know, it, it may mean that we're not, you know, playing real great at the beginning of the season in hoop. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, you get us till Christmas time and, and we'll be fine rolling into that last kind of two-thirds of the season. It's always a marathon. You know, yep, people it is. People think it's a sprint. It's no, a marathon. It is. Uh, of course, there's nothing compared to you think you're in great shape. I remember, and I'm sure you did playing both. Uh, you, I feel like I got shot with a harpoon gun when I started basketball. You, It's, it's a different it's so kind of different. shape, sure. Different kind of running, too, yeah. than, you know, with cleats on versus on yeah. a basketball court. and. Um, you know, it's just a different, uh, different thing. So it'll take those guys a little bit of time, but 
we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. And I don't know if I told you, when I went to Brew High School at that time, the floor was, the basketball floor was tile. Oh, there you go. Can you imagine? <laughs> like the old, the, uh, the old cafeteria gym. Yeah, no, right. that's exactly like that it. I said, oh, we're playing in the cafeteria? That's when I first saw it because I moved there. Right. I, so I hadn't seen it before. Yep. And uh, everybody had blisters because those are the days of wool socks. There were no cotton socks yet. Right. And so you had wool socks on, and we, had, we, we wore Chuck Taylor Converse all the yep. time. Low cuts, yep. black to go with it. <laughs> Ready for this? The school bought one pair for eight bucks, and we bought the other pair for eight bucks. There you so go. We had two pair. But anyway, uh, my whole, I tried Vaseline, two pair of socks. I tried everything. It didn't make any difference. Yeah. Until you got to about the fourth game, then, then the blisters slowed down. Right. But boy, that was awful. I can't believe we didn't have more groin pulls and stuff from sliding. and. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a tough, tough surface to, uh, to play on for sure. So what is that like, that transition for you? Uh, you got to get out there, whether the players are out there or not. And yeah. Maybe just had one guy shooting around, but I mean, what do you do? You start to talk with him about what you're going to be doing. Well, we, you, you know, we uh, Ben Redstone is is uh, one of my assistant coaches, and then Dave Coburn is also uh, on our football staff. Uh, he, he's our other assistant this year, um, and Wes Seroy's is also on our football staff. Uh, we were all in the gym Monday. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of young guys. We've got to make some decisions on uh, in tryouts in terms of you know how many freshmen we're going to keep and which ones might bump up to JV and things like that. So um, you know, there's a few guys. Josiah Learned obviously is a, a real good varsity player for us, but he's still in the gym getting you know getting shots up and working with those guys and um, you know getting himself ready. And uh, Ian Redstone's soccer player uh, is going to play a lot for us this winter too, and Ian was in there. Um, but you know, mostly it's it's uh, you know Ben's running the show, uh, he's pra- playing in the practices, he's running the tryout, and you know I'm kind of sitting in a chair on the side just doing some evaluating and um, you know helping him uh, make some of those decisions and uh, you know same thing yesterday afternoon we had a night practice at Lewiston for football, so yesterday afternoon we I was in the gym for maybe an hour of that practice uh, just checking some of those guys out and then we'll do the same thing again today so. Uh, you know, mostly centered around those young guys, but a few older guys in there. Those guys just starting to get in, in shape and getting some shots up and, and getting ready for Monday. Do you feel like uh, it's good because it allows you to think about something else and just getting tunnel vision about the football game, or is it a pain because you really want to devote all your time? Is it? Is it- uh, you know, I mean, it's been about an hour a day, so um, you know, maybe it means I sleep less an hour a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, it's not like you get a lot of good sleep uh, at this time of year anyway because your mind's going and, and, you know, you're constantly thinking about things. But, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and, and this certainly isn't the first time this has happened. So, uh, you know, it's not like it's new. And, and uh, you know, I told Ben I was going to rely a lot on him this week, and uh, he's certainly, uh, you know, plenty capable of, of handling those. You know, I mean, Ben could be a head coach if he wanted to be. So, um, you know, he's done a good job of handling that. and. Uh, you know, for an hour to sit in the gym and, and watch some kids and take a few notes was, wasn't that big of a deal. Because I used to do the football-baseball double. Yep. That wasn't bad. because you Yeah, you get, get the get time, the time in, between. in between. Because I was the AD, so you end up being at all the games in the winter anyway. Right. But you didn't have to be there every day for practice and all those things. It's a, I think that's a tough double. Like yeah, that. it is. And, you know, most of it is the planning, really. Um, sure. You know, and in the summertime. You know, when you get in the summer and you've got – your summer football responsibilities and your summer <laughs> basketball. Um, you know, but I, I'm blessed to have real good assistance in both sports. So, 
Uh, those guys do a good job of taking whatever responsibility life. I give them. We, we've always yeah, said, boy, yeah, we, very, if we didn't always have that, boy, yep. that is... No, that, 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 that certainly is a big help. As you know, my wife is a coach, and not one time did she ever say, you're going back up to the gym? <laughs> not once. It's, it's fantastic. Yep. Well, listen, uh, we didn't solve any of the state problems today. but Now we probably never will, we, but... <laughs> no, that's true. We can keep talking about them, though. Well, thanks anyway. And All right. again, good luck. Uh, good luck Friday night. Sounds good.